Welcome to Civil Tension, conversations with contentious intent. We are civil, not polite. We are civil, not politically correct. Civil Tension is a weekly podcast intended to demonstrate that people can engage in difficult, contentious topics of conversation while remaining civil and strengthening the ties that bind, even when we profoundly disagree. Civil Tension can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn, Listen Notes, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Civil Tension, Facebook by joining the Civil Tension podcast group, as well as on our developing Instagram account, Civil Tension, and YouTube channel. To join our mailing list, send a note to civiltension at gmail.com. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? I'm just sitting at Capitol Hill. What? The Rand deal was never signed by Iran. No. That's really interesting. Yeah. And the other thing that was interesting is all of the individuals that had the 400 billion. Like pencil pencil neck, not Schumer, but the other Democrat, you know, they have. Pencil neck, Pelosi, the man. Shit. Schiff, Adam Schiff. You can't just say uh, pencil neck and then Democrat. Yeah. Well, that's it's what redundant. he's referred to as. <laughs> but anyway, now, now. Adam Schiff, one of the things that was interesting about his conversation, or his yep. stuff, no, is they played his position prior to the Iran yep. deal, yep. and then they played it after Quite the president decided to say, no, we're canceling this. Just went back you know, to your earlier position there, Schiff, huh? He, he shifted his shift. <laughs> shift, yeah. shift, shift. The shift, shift. Well, shift, you know, shift. everybody got upset and worried about the, the canceling the Iranian Iran deal and everything, and, and they were all worried and concerned and all this stuff. <clears throat> What's the market done? Hmm. Right. Go straight up. Why? Let's see, that was because, not a treaty. Because it was so the right thing to do. The People treaty, get it. And in the business done. world who handled and really controlled the markets and things. Well, the mar- the money, though, also for Iran is at an all-time low, the value of their, their currency. Yeah. Well, why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about this, the whole Iran sure. deal. We, yeah. can, we can talk about that. We can talk about uh, also like the, our attention a little bit. you know, the running the presidential office through the stroke of a pen mm-hmm. rather than going appropriately through Congress and how you, you know, let the millennials decide. <laughs> I mean, that's ultimately what's going to happen. The millennials and then the, what what comes after that. Anyway, why don't we go ahead and do that? We'll focus on that. And I'll go ahead and get us started. It's okay to, I hate doing that, those mouthy noises. <laughs> yeah, we hate it when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just get a clicker. Yeah, I got. I do need a clicker. Actually, that's a real good way to Shop edit. Shop um, Especially for audiobooks. But uh, well, you can just. Yeah, I could do that too. Well, no, see the it's up there. It's not hearing that too. Oh, uh, yeah. Do that. There. That'll we work. Go. Now we got a nice mark right there. <laughs> and uh, see if I look for the big marks, then I know where to stop and edit. Enough of that. Enough on your editing. <laughs> All right. You know you have to edit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't you like that reminder every single week? And most of it is cutting one. myself out, too. Yeah. But, all right. I am Peter Galt, your host and creator of Civil Tension. And we're here with episode number 18, 18 weeks straight already. And uh, would like to have our 
uh, co-hosts introduce themselves. Co-host Tom Sellers. And we have a guest co-host sitting in for John. Would you like to introduce yourself? Ken Nicholson. All right, Ken, thank you so much. Ken has been a long-time regular here on Civil Tension, regular guest. We're excited to have you as co-host. Thank you very much. Now, we do have uh, some awesome guests with us this morning, and I will go ahead and actually start to my right. Bill Hasse. John Stevenson. Glenn Smith. Denise Netzel. Awesome. Thank you guys very much for being in. And we've been talking a little bit already about uh, the Iran deal and the fact that that's been erased. And we've been talking a little bit about uh, the office of the president and how when it's run <coughs> through just executive order, which is not a law, it's essentially a memo on how we're going to do things, much like you would do at a company. And then the next person who comes in, who's in charge, or the boss, can decide they want to do things differently. It, you know, what was done before uh, by the stroke of a pen can be erased and crossed out by the stroke of a pen and new things can be done. Um, Glenn, you were actually commenting on a conversation you had with uh, someone the other day. Would you like to go ahead and elaborate on that a little bit? A little well, bit I think more? it's interesting that, uh, thanks, uh, the executive orders, uh, the whole process of that, really circumvents the legislative process of our government. And the, the checks and balances in our government with the judicial, the legislative, and the executive branches are there for a reason. And when a president decides that he can't get something through Congress to actually make it a law, and he issues an executive order, the risk that he runs and his party runs, and it doesn't matter which party, is that at some point in time, the next president may not like that executive order and they choose or he chooses or she chooses at some point in time that they are going to change that. And so people get all f their feathers in a, in a ruffle over this whole thing because they liked what President A did and they didn't like what President D B did to change that. And the problem with that is that I think there's a lack in our society of understanding of the branches and, mm -hmm. and the responsibility of the branches. And they think how evil it is that the second one decides to overturn the first one. But if you do things the right way, and the whole purpose of the legislative branch is so we as the people have the opportunity to be heard. And the way we're heard is by the elected officials that we put in the Senate and the House. And if they choose not to approve something or to legislate that item, so be it. But if the president decides that they want to circumvent that process and say, this is how we're going to do things, this is how we're going to run our country, and then uses the power of the executive branch, all the, the uh, offices in the executive branch, to implement that process, undoing it becomes somewhat cumbersome as well. So people get their feathers in a ruffle, I said earlier, because let's just say, take, uh, for example, DACA. You know, DACA was not the law. It no. is not the law. It is not the law. It's well, not a law. Can I ask something? So the first President A comes into office and, and you know, jams something through on us, right? Like DACA. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, President B then comes in and undoes it, and people get upset. It's like, but how did President B get in office? Because you're looking at a lot of people who were dissatisfied with the choices and decisions that President A made, and therefore you want somebody to, you know, change you know and make better decisions that we think of it as better or different decisions so you know what's the value in a you know if he's putting these things together and then we vote him out 
or her out and, and, and a new president comes in and then takes away uh, the work and efforts from President A. I mean, you know, we're in sense, that's the electoral, what's going on. You're voting somebody in because you didn't like what President A was doing. You know, you, and you want it changed. And so you bring in President B. Right, and I think the, the point, though, is that when you don't do it through the proper legislative channels, it is. It is just, oh, this is what I'd like us to do today. And as you put it, Peter, the next day the new person can come in and say, well, I'd like to do it differently. If it's a law, if it's a treaty that's signed and ratified, that's a lot different. You don't just come in and stroke up a pen and get rid of that. So it, it is a case of, and it, let's, let's be clear about it. It, we're, this has been allowed to happen. Presidential executive orders have been going on way too much in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And people are just honest about it. They're okay with it if, if the stroke of the pen is something they like. And they're not okay with it if the stroke of the pen is something they don't like. We shouldn't like it, period. Right. And then it, gets, it becomes distorted. Mm -hmm. Like that is actually the process yeah. that you hear in the press. Well, mm -hmm. President A got rid of yeah. President or President B got rid of President A's legacy. Yeah. Wait a minute, there was no legacy because there was no law. Right. Yep. Trump, Trump couldn't get rid of DACA if if it was if, a law. If Obama Correct. didn't we're just do an executive order to make DACA, right. if it was the law, he wouldn't be able to do it. Right. There's, there's something I'm, I'm. Well, there's one thing I do understand, and then there's a bunch of stuff that I don't understand. <laughs> The thing that I do understand is a lot of the reason for both President A and President B <laughs> that they resorted, if you will, to uh, to executive decision mm -hmm. is because Congress isn't doing anything. That's true. There. It's, it's the reason we can't cast laws in concrete. Too divided. Is our partisan politics mm -hmm. has effectively disabled the designed process of Congress. And I don't know how we got here. Mm -hmm. I don't know how we fix it, but we got to fix it. And while it was designed for compromise, not for, right, not exactly. for stifling, and it's become so divided and that you're either this way or you're that way, there's nothing in between. And in fact, now, if you, if you want to offer the voice of compromise, of reason, of getting something done, you are beaten up for that. Yeah, right. Oh, your own party will shred disgusting. you. Your own and party will shred you. It is. We have institutionalized that. Right, you can go back to uh, Abraham Lincoln and look at how this compromise works, and and like it or not, President Lincoln actually, in order to get some of the things he wanted passed, was negotiating. Uh, his people were negotiating with other with congressmen, and one congressman was retiring from Congress. And guess what? For his vote, what he got, he got to be the postmaster. <laughs> so it's been going a long he time, was appointed man. postmaster. So he got himself a legacy job out of it. So this trading, even the 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 ethics of it, back to the conversation from last week of integrity and things like that. You know, the ethics of that is that really the intent of that. Or there's horse trading, my state will get this mm -hmm. if you do you this. Mm -hmm. Now, that, that is really what the intent of the horse trading was, if you will, the, the negotiation right. was. But uh, it, it seems to that there's some 
there's some weaknesses in that process as well, and I don't know how to address those. It's not based on principle, then. It's not based on principle. It's based on what I can get out of it, yeah. and that's where that's where we've fallen down. You know, how did you get here? And you're trying to bring <coughs> ethics into politics. That's pretty funny. Good luck with that. <laughs> There's the first problem. It was an oxymoron. Yeah, really? Yeah, I, you know, they, they, they don't when, go hand in hand. But when you have well, to have courses on ethics and government, you know, you got a problem, right? Where they yeah. have to train people. <laughs> Mandatory. Yeah. Mandatory. I mean, when yeah. you talk about ethics in Congress, I mean, let's just look at how many congressmen, uh, rep, House of Representatives, and not so much on the, on the uh, Senate side because most of those people get those seats because they already are millionaires. <laughs> yeah. But um, if you look at the representatives, many of them went in there dirt poor come out rich. and they come out multimillionaires. Hmm. And so what's the ethics there? You know that there's, there's a lot of money being passed around um, for Hillary. speeches and stuff. Yeah, which is why the whole ter term limit thing does start to oh, make more in, sense. Yeah. In, in many regards, there's the root of your problem. Mm -hmm. That is a good reason why you see so much division. It's follow the money. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I can't. Is. I can't agree with them because this guy's paying me to not agree with them. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why nothing can get done. Do you think oh. that if if women were in that position? we would have the same problems? Yes. 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 Why? No, we Why? Can, we it's all about money. Because greed mean? exists in both men yeah, and women. Yeah. So, and and sorry, you're we have differences. So that may not be we one tested of them, and right? approved already with the yeah, certain yeah. women that are... Okay. I was just curious. No, I, I, I don't Equal think... Equal opportunity there, I believe. Yeah. And yeah, it's not a slam <laughs> against one sex. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just the corruption of money. It's that yeah. simple. Root of all evil. He said Somehow, oh, wait, I kind of thought that now, would come there? in. Just so you know, that was our co-host, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> guest co-host. He, he hasn't and been fully trained yeah. yet. <laughs> Ken, you should know that it's bipartisan. Yeah. <laughs> Sex is bipartisan. No, but hey, we've already yeah. said we're not politically correct. That's right. On yeah. We meant it. Yeah. And we do mean it. Um, but it's, I, think it's, I think that's a good question. My wife sometimes points out, but then she backs up and says, well, okay, we've already had all of the apparent alleged issues with Hillary, yeah. and but then you've got Pelosi oh, and, and Waters, and oh. I mean, the list just keeps going on yeah, and, on and, on <laughs> and on and on and on. So I, I don't think it has, I don't think it has to do anything with gender. Okay. I really don't. It really does I think it has oh, to yeah, do with power, um, power, and money, and money. And how do you get power? And you, you get got money. power with money. There it is. I mean, that's money buys things. It buys power. Uh, money, money makes the U.S. turn. It makes yeah. the world turn. I mean, we're all enormously bent out of shape. That Obama sent, you know, what was it, one point some odd, how many, how, I can't remember. Pallets of cash? Yeah, yeah the, the pallets of cash, like 1.8 1. 1. 1. billion or something like that, 1.4, 1.8, something like that, billion. Once you're over a billion, what, 13, what, is what does it matter? Yeah, 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 right. yeah but, what's and the wait, point whatever, matter? Right? It leads to a question that doesn't yeah. get asked a lot. Where did that money come from? And here's yeah. a better question. And we just canceled that. Can we get our money back? Yeah, let's get yeah. a refund. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have to go take it. Good luck. Of course, now, the other side argues, oh, no, that was money that was actually Due oh, I do remember to that Iran back from the 70s, uh, yeah. plus interest. Yeah, right. Maybe Trump um, should use that with Stormy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, again, who... Squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. <laughs> squirrel, not Froze so much of a squirrel, <laughs> yeah. but... 
because that, that's about you know how do things get run how do things mm-hmm. work yeah. and of course they're going to dig something up they don't like the person doesn't matter what they're accomplishing right. they just simply don't want that person in the seat and that person is because of that he's having to do and i can always keep saying president a and president b and president b is really president t yeah. and president a is really <laughs> president, uh, president o, o. right yeah. so i liked a and b yeah, a and b you good. prefer a and b yeah. all right we'll that stick with good. a and b um but, but it's true though. It, the reason I used A and B is because it really doesn't matter it if really it's Obama it or Trump. You're, you're because right. Because it, it could have been Bush our, and then Obama, you know yeah, Obama, right. yeah. or it could have been uh, Clinton and, and then and Bush, or Bush then Clinton and Bush, or whatever yeah. you know. And, and Reagan so, and then. Yeah. So, but you're right. It could be whatever A and B was. And uh, but when you have a Congress that will not work with the president. You're not left with an, a lot of options mm-hmm. as the president in that role. I mean, you essentially are new management, mm-hmm. and if for some reason you cannot release employees, you know, in the private sector, you'd be looking at this as uh, a group of union people that have a union contract uh, that, okay, well, we've got new management, but. You know, they've got a contract, they've got an agreement with the company, which is a separate entity. We can't just say, uh, you're out of mm-hmm. here because, you know, we don't really like the way you've been handling things, et cetera, et cetera, doing things. But, you, you know, know, if the corporate world handled itself like, like Congress does, the corporate world would collapse. Oh, right. In a heartbeat. Does regularly. That's, yeah. that's the wonder of, you know, you know. I don't know, I, I'm one of those people that is probably it takes a different position on that whole issue is I believe that when there's gridlock that's more positive than negative because somehow some reason we've created an environment or this thought in this country that if they're not doing something and passing laws it's bad well just because you pass something doesn't mean it's good I, I, I mean how many things you have passed point. that we yeah. all just said oh my goodness that's true but when you get to a point where you're accomplishing well, nothing, nothing no I agree with that I that's agree. a real problem like anything at, at I can an go extreme too far expense. Yes. And cost? Yes. yes. No, I agree with that. But if you look of- at the laws that are on the books today that go back to the 1800s yeah. and that we still have laws on the books about horses and manure on the street <laughs> yep. or spitting or whatever <laughs> that are silly things to be still considered. Although in Chicago you can go for a carriage ride and there's a horse. Now yeah, it does usually have true. a bag behind him somewhere to catch things. But... Um, you know, you it happens. But, you know, <laughs> sometimes I think the point here of, of less is sometimes more. Mm-hmm. You know, we really get into to legislating. Now we're down to legislating people's lives to the minutia. So, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, the legislation that occurs, is it really, is it better to legislate for what's best for the community of citizens the masses the masses or because somebody or some group has been offended has by something and, that's and a great so point. now we make it well we got to have a law for that you yeah, know something bad point. happened let's we go let's run to the yeah, government pass a law something bad happened let's go run to the government 1% or 5% of a population yeah. get get their ruffles yeah. or their feathers ruffled and all of a sudden we got to make laws and change yeah. rules or regulations mm-hmm. I mean, that's nuts. So let me ask you about one particular stroke of the pen that was done by the former president. 
And that was... Would that be President A or President B? That would be President O. Oh. <laughs> you can reference um, okay. So but, specific, but, President. But specifically, you know, I wonder, are we any better off today because of this topic? All bathrooms should be gender neutral. neutral. And so well, that yeah. Depends on who can, you ask. That men can walk into women's bathrooms right. and follow little girls into women's bathrooms. Are we better off because of that? Or are we worse off? Now... I don't know that I've seen any, maybe some of you might have seen some stories that have come out as a result of that, mm -hmm. where a girl's been molested mm -hmm. or whatever. I don't remember or recall any. Well, specifically so, there was a large, uh, a, a large national retailer big box where almost right after that, yeah, yeah. a fellow walked in and followed a little girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So immediately... He targeted her? Yeah, he did. And... Uh, but uh, immediately after that stroke of that pen, boom. Well, that, it's a classic example of we don't need the government we dealing yeah, with that. Yeah, we don't need the government classic. dealing with that. But no. I, I don't well, I know we talk talked about a little bit a few episodes ago. Government saying where I go potty? Yeah, yeah where I go really? potty, this minutia. And we talked a little bit about overreach mm -hmm. and a little bit different ideology mm -hmm. uh, or actually different <coughs> scope as it has to do with schools, high schools, etc. which is still, if they're public, that's part of the government, mm -hmm. uh, government funded. But I think that the minutia like that, that this, you know, anybody can use any restroom. Just... It's obvious that we have those separated for a reason. That reason was demonstrated almost immediately after the stroke of that pen. Well, well interestingly, in, in our culture, other cultures are different. Other cultures are different. You know, mm -hmm. handle th things like this very differently. And, and, and indeed, we handle it different in one state than another. Right. right absolutely. Uh, and and uh, my reaction Public to seventy percent, eighty percent of the legislation I go by at it, that I see go by at any level is what the hell are they doing here anyway? Right. This is not only government's business. Right. It's it's my church's business. It's my local government's mm -hmm. business. It's my school board's business. And it's my but it sure is well, That's ultimately what I meant about. Right. Well, if they're not doing anything, it's probably better. And if they're I doing a bunch totally of stuff, totally agree but with you. Given those two see, you know, that's it, what the ten percent. It's like the the iceberg, right? It's mm -hmm. just we only see the top part. We don't <laughs> yeah. see all the stuff going on underneath. Our our the the uh, the the spirit of the liberty that this country was founded to promote is the opposite of what we're doing right mm -hmm. now, and it's getting worse and worse fairly quickly, although the curve is perhaps slowing down. Um, I, I, I wish I knew a way to keep politicians from thinking that if they pass laws that regulate which side of the plate my fork goes on, it's gonna get them reelected. I just, I can't, I don't understand how they get there, and we're not smart enough to vote them out. Uh, well, well, and I think we are smart enough, but I think there's so much stinking money involved with these things. I mean, think about it. When you know, I heard a statistic the other day that it, that the average Senate election, or I'm sorry, the average uh, the average election for a federal office costs ten million dollars. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, well, ten let million me, dollars. Let me blow you away a little bit here. In the primary here in Illinois for the top two mayors. Uh, or top two governors, mm -hmm. um, they spent one point five billion. Mm -hmm. one billion. One point five. Billion. Three more zeros. Got primary. <laughs> sure. And think of and, and, and there's your there's your. Neither problem. one of them were really challenged. Right. 
there's your to problem. be on the ballot anyway. Yeah, I always heard, don't ever trust anybody who spends a billion dollars to get a $400,000 a year job. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't pay $400,000. Yeah, well, I was thinking the presidency is that, but you're right. The governor yeah. doesn't pay that much. So never trust anybody to spend a billion dollars to get a $200,000 job. What's really interesting about that is, is who paid for that uh -huh. election. Yeah. And, and when you, the money, follow the money again. It's going to get that individual didn't put up his own money, one and a half billion dollars. There were people that wanted the power of influence over that individual because, oh, yeah. you know, if you give somebody money for an election like that, you're beholding to them. You're expecting something. Yeah, and that's why our current president, when he uh, ran, he didn't want to take money from lobbyists and, and stuff. Indeed, did not. Didn't right. want to be beholden. Now, I want to question this. Was it one and a half billion or was it a hundred? Fifty million. It was billion. It was in the billions. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I, it was just a I lot believe. of money. I believe. I, I mean, that just seems like an outrageous. I, I don't know how you get there. I mean, I suppose you. somebody could Google that real well, quick. Well, it just it just really does beg the question: just why would anybody with a brain spend that much money? Unless there's something in it for them. Well, of course, there's something right. in it. We Power and influence and money. Right. Yeah, I mean that's why and they're goes, doing it. Yeah. And then it goes right back to where we started with mm -hmm. this thing. How come we can't get anything done? Right. Well, there you go. Yeah. There's a hundred million reasons why I will not agree with yeah. you. Because this guy just gave me a hundred million dollars well, to yeah, get we in call here. It, we call it the swamp. We call it the establishment. Look how hard that swamp and establishment is fighting right now right. to keep it the way it is. Right. It's astounding to me, man. Yeah. It is. I mean, it is like well, all hands on deck to fight this, this, this evil that is trying to turn right. over the apple cart. I, that just, to me, is the most telling thing that's happening with sure. this current presidency. We've learned that the, and the influences aren't even just inside our own borders. Oh, right. No. Without no, question, right. you know, because when you think about it, any rule, regulation, or law change can affect uh, things internationally sure. very easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it's whatever, and it costs a whole lot less than nuclear armament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, one one nuclear bomb equals a whole lot of political influence. Yeah. And I think that's why, obviously, a lot of the money these politicians are getting wealthy from, I assume it's coming from international sources. Well, who was it said, find me an honest man? Uh, period. Uh, how do we do that? Right? <laughs> period. End, I, of, end of sentence. I'm, I'm very fond of a, of a science fiction series written in the 30s and 40s by a guy called Doc Smith called the Lensman series. And it's all about people who are truly incorruptible and the mm. fact that we learned how, with some help, to find them, train them, and then give them a job. And the mm. difference in society that, that took place, and, and you, couldn't, you can't blanket the whole place. So, you know, so now we bury them, hide them. Okay. Okay, we have shelter them. Google right. is in. All right, so I will correct that number a little bit. Okay. Uh, it was pretty far north of where the actual yeah, money I, was. Well, I started thinking but, the question. Uh, so this was according to Yahoo uh, Associated Press News. Uh, as of March 21st, the two uh, deep pocket candidates already had spent more than $120 million of their oh, own money was, into the contest. Of their own, own money. money. Of their own money, 120 million of their own money, and so you know that was uh, that makes more a lot more sense. Yeah, and that was Rauner and Pritzker, you yeah, know. So right. both of them were digging deep. You know, of course we know Rauner's a, a billionaire, and Pritzker is certainly a billionaire certainly as well. Billion. Yep. So, yep. Uh, so, so again, you have two billionaires, much like President Trump, who mm -hmm. have spent their own money mm -hmm. to get into a position that pays less than they earn. Through their own regular efforts, right? Mm -hmm. 
Why? To to what end? Why? Yeah. And the only well, Trump's not even taking the salary. Right. Yeah, and Trump, yeah, he's donating it every every yeah. quarter. He's like, oh, here. I think he has to get paid a buck or something. Yeah, 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 have to yeah. accept something. Some, have to has to accept something, but donates mm-hmm. the biggest portion of that. But why do that? Well, take a look at it. Trump had a pretty remarkable lifestyle, as does, you know, as does or did or do the two. Ronner and Pritzker. Yeah, yeah Ronner yeah. and Pritzker mm-hmm. running for governor of Illinois. Why would you decide to go into a position where, let's face it, a big bulk of the people are either going to really enjoy having you there or really hate yeah, having you there? 50 50. It's pretty much 50 50. Same with Trump. The country is pretty much 50 50. There's mm-hmm. an obvious split there. Why do you decide that's something that you want to do? Mm-hmm. Now, you may have some altruistic reasons. Maybe there are some <laughs> ideal, ideals that you want to really implement. And, and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. You know, we're, we're going to stretch, say, but we'll it's play a on. Stretch. <laughs> maybe you are altruistic. And uh, maybe you, you do see, you know, like Trump has said, uh, the country needed my leadership. Well, it takes somebody with a remarkably strong opinion of themselves to decide this entire nation of, of close to 400 million people. Most powerful nation in the world. Most powerful nation and youngest nation in the world uh, needs my leadership. Um, you, you've got to be, I would say you would have to be a textbook narcissist. You got a big pair. To, yeah. I, I don't think it's. I don't think they get far, that far down the line. I think giving too much credit. I think well, they're just looking at it, saying, "I love that kind of power." Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's power part is of it. the just, only thing seductive. When you have more money than you can spend, power is the only thing left. Sure. That's a real, you know, oh, okay. consumer that. It's very true, and you're, but you're also dealing with someone who developed this uh, self-confidence. Uh, by making things by, happen successfully. By making things happen, being the art of negotiating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what we wanted in office, I believe. Yes, yeah, I believe that's so. what I voted for. You know, yeah. and that's what's been going on. That and yeah. disruption in general. You know, yeah. I think disruption. it's the disruption. It's <laughs> yeah. like again, it's the it's just the swamp. Creep, I don't even like Civil the term tension. swamp, the establishment, whatever you want to call it. I just think it's that's, swampy in there. It is swampy it is without swampy. question. But it's what's what I find amusing about you know how. Fifty percent of the country is just hating what what is happening with with Trump. Is I don't think it's anything close. One hundred percent. I agree too. Hundred percent of people, or let's say ninety plus percent, based on Congress's approval rating, um, think that it's doing a terrible job. Yet as soon as so, what do you do if if you just keep doing the same thing over and over again? What's that? Right. Insanity. Well, we did something different this last time. Didn't Absolutely. We? If the guys come it in, it is being disruptive. Um, and again, we can all not form our opinion whether we like power. what's happening right. or not. But I believe there needs to be shakeup because if we just kept in vo- putting in the McCain's of the world and the Romneys of the world or or Hillary Clinton of the world, it would it would just keep going the same old way, and we keep going down this path. Maybe there's opportunity in this chaos. I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll find out in the state of Illinois how well it works. Yeah, right? exactly. But if, if that's where the country has been headed, just keep going that way. And yeah, down. What would be really interesting is the primaries coming up. It's what occurs there because typical primaries over the last 
decades have been uh, the party not in power winning right. significant. I don't uh, think it's going to go that way. You mean the midterm? Well, right? you mean midterm, the elections, the primaries are over. Excuse me, the, yeah. the midterm right. elections, yeah. yeah. The they are, they may not be coming. And so when you in look most at. States. Thanks for that correction. Um, <laughs> when you look at uh, what the numbers show right now, what will be interesting is there will be those that have been in power for a long time that will still remain in power, i.e., the Nancy Pelosi's of the world. Uh, and they won't be removed, but a lot of other people perhaps will be on both sides of the aisle. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen when there when uh, there was a wave a few years ago with the Republican Party where there was a lot of house cleaning going on, and uh, what were they called? Tea the, Party movement. Yeah. The Tea Party movement. You know, now many of those people are gone already. A lot of them. Right. Yeah, they, you know, they, they, they didn't, they didn't move very far. Yeah, they were in there and out of there pretty quickly, right. many of them, some that we know locally that are radio mm -hmm. personalities. Yes, exactly. It was a quick so, movement. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it went underground, it, folks. I don't think it's gone. <laughs> but but <coughs> the point name. is is that that may happen again, but regardless of what happens at the congressional level, we talked about the deep state. That's mm. far deeper than the Congress. Oh, yeah. Yes. And how much control we're seeing does the president really have over his branches of government? <laughs> you know, those that, you know, just take the judicial branch, you know, that and the FBI, nice. they have gone really crazily um, rogue. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no other way to put it. And what else is going on, you know? Yeah. You know, the, the, the Department of Education, look at that. The Department of Education... Should not exist. Should not Correct. exist yeah, because no. that is not a federal right. requirement. Correct. That should also be done at the state level. Absolutely. My wife used to be on, many years ago when our kids were younger, she was on a school committee selecting books that would be relevant to our community and not to pick history related to how they wanted to perceive it, but make sure that the books aligned with the values and the morals of our community. Well, we can't have that. that that's happening from Washington now. <laughs> yep. The, the locals don't have any control over that. Well, I mean, that's been true since Johnson. And, yep. you know, we're, yeah. we're kind of stuck with it. The, the unraveling process is incredibly long. It takes longer yeah. to unravel bad legislation than it does to do well, it. Well, that's another case of good luck with the, the folks that are in power that are running all that and getting paid <clears> off that and making money off of that. They're going to give that up Absolutely. easily without a fight. I mean, how many times have we heard people say they're going to eliminate departments of the government? Well, has any has have there been one that's been eliminated? I can't think of any. I could be wrong. No, but there's some inroads being made. Yeah. I can't think of some good things that have been now. actually well. If eliminated. you can reduce, we hear about it a lot, though. We all going to eliminate this, this, and this, and then it never happens. Well, and that's you know, and that's kind of oh. where I was thinking here just a minute ago. Is every time these well, <laughs> I look at what's going on today, and I'm trying to remember the last time, and somebody help me out here, because I've only got one example I can think of, that a president comes in and systematically does everything he said he was going to do. And boy, the wall. ain't that systematically a remarkable thing. One after another. He has done And, and he, he, he was, was elected based on those things. And to boot... The economy is doing things nobody expected it right. to do. Well, now, <laughs> even if you're on the other side of the aisle, you still are appreciating the fact you have a little more money in your pocket. They're just appreciating so it quietly. You, yeah. <laughs> so as a voter, how do you say, you know what? 
I'm going to vote with my party who wants to take that away from me. Well, I think I think that's why yeah, the blue wave may not buddy? come is because people might not be saying anything. I think I shared with this, you know, sometimes during the last election, you didn't want to say you're going to vote for it because you didn't want to get into the stupid discussion about it. Mm -hmm. I think that same thing could happen in the midterms where, you know, and that there are already a lot of polls showing that that this blue wave that they said was a guarantee not that long ago is is gone. Well, the new poll shows what a three percent yeah, which is uh, advantage, which is which is down thirteen points in three yeah. months. Well, and why? Because well, of what you, you just them, said. You know, people do tend to vote with their pocketbooks, good, bad, or indifferent. I've always said that that a individual president. I specifically say individual president gets too much credit when it's good and too much blame when it's bad. Oh, yeah, I do believe, though, the right policies make it good or bad. Um, I go for the policy, not for the president. Right. Um, but, but most people say, hey, it seems like it's pretty good now. I'm going to vote for whoever's in there right now. So, But the policies were, these policies were brought in specifically off of promises. A absolutely. Those, so those policies are owned. Right. It's the only reason I voted for the person policies. was the policies, not, right. not be, for any other reason. Oh, I like his social style. Myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his morals and his ethics and all that. You missed that. the Marxism path. As, <laughs> as I think I've yeah. said to this group before, when people ask, me, it's like, well, how could you vote for him? He's such a blah, 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 bad guy. I'm like, hey, if you just looked at both of those candidates last time in terms of whether they're a good person, they both tied for last. Yeah, but um, <laughs> what percentage I didn't of vote people, for him to be my friend. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, think about this. What percentage of people actually do midterm voting? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty small. small. Pretty small. It's, it's getting small. bigger. It's, yeah, I, is it in the teens yet? When it gets yeah, I mean, it's small. I'll tell you this much. I no longer believe a darn thing about what the pollsters say. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, so I think they're, I, those guys, they're like attorneys. They invent their own job. You know, well, they do polls to create news, not to reflect to, it. Yeah, they do it to try to... Well, they also wheels. ask the questions in such a way so they get the yes. answers that yep. they want. Bingo. Yes. Bingo. Well, the, the questions lean so <clears throat> heavily to a confirmation bias. <laughs> yep. That you're exactly right, Glenn. Yeah. They're, they're designed to get the answers that they want. Have you well, you know, like, yeah. Who pays them to design that? What's amusing, yeah, though, is when they put a flat question out. And, you know, thankfully now we have a president who loves to tweet. Whether you like that <laughs> yeah. or don't. And, and even if you only want to look at it from a pure entertainment aspect. <laughs> which There's can, a good bit of it. It's a good way to look at it. Golden. It's yes. golden. Yes. But people actually now put out these somewhat flat questions expecting, and you know they're expecting a different re result about whether or not the president's doing a good job, mm -hmm. bad job, time to leave, etc. And, and, you know, Twitter has this wonderful little thing where you can create a super basic little poll, mm -hmm. and then, you know, all of a sudden, when you click on, on these answers, you see that, okay, well... Wow, that's up to ninety-seven percent. I bet you're pretty embarrassed about asking that question. Yeah. I know that's not Didn't go the answer you, you wanted. Right. So there is, I think, a lot to be said about people not discussing who they're voting for, primarily because they don't want to deal with the blowout mm -hmm. and the people throwing the fit. And I think there's something to be said about that phrase, and I've said this before: the silent majority. Yeah. Well, you're either right or wrong. You're either yeah, and you don't want to be wrong. Yeah, and I and think you don't want to be wrong. And well, you don't want to be called names because yeah, you have right. a different You don't want to defend right. your position. And, and so, well, defending the position might be different, but if you look today, you know, I have certain um, values and, and beliefs that I may choose not to say anything about because 
I don't want to be called a racist, a bigot, or whatever mm-hmm. else because mm-hmm. we label people mm-hmm. almost instantly. Un- instantaneously. And the first defense, and I, what I find is really fascinating about um, what's going on with the uh, with the Senate interrogation of the next CIA director, Our potential. Oh, yes, gosh. and and if this was if the roles were reversed and we were talking about a female. Democrat, oh, I can tell you the labeling that would be going on there. Did anybody mm-hmm. ask a question that was remotely Sexist. like some of the questions going on right now? Yeah. Well, that just goes, the whole you know, thing goes right to agenda. Yeah. It has nothing it, to do with her. Exactly. We're talking, we're interjecting politics yep. into it, not the reality of what was occurring. And the other thing, we try to change history or we try to say, oh, that was very evil when it was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, the facts are the facts. Said nobody when it was going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Said nobody who actually had multiple investigations Correct. into it. Right. So Correct. when we get in these situations where the silent majority becomes silent because they don't want to get labeled. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, one of the reasons I haven't sat here on this is because with my business, I don't want yeah, to, to be labeled. Right. right. Too late. You know, <laughs> then I got suckered into this. I, thought, <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, yeah, I worked really hard on that. You know, I kept putting that little bug in your head. Hey, you want to sit? You know, you, you bring, in, you bring in the fact about beliefs and mm-hmm. that, that, you know, we, we all understand values, morals, beliefs, three hardest things to change in any individual. But beliefs, um, you know, as we get older, we, we can look back and we can see where those beliefs were developed from and we can understand that a, a lot of what we believe so strongly in is actually based on false information. Mm-hmm. It, it so really you mean because I'm a conservative, that's false information? <laughs> no, it, you know, you, you, you believed in something because th- this is, you know, uh, as, as a child and you, you strengthen that by going out and, and you know, uh, you strengthen that by going out and seeing other things that support what your belief is. And, and you buy into that. I love into that, you know. Until you find out that maybe that belief wasn't, you know, a strongly based belief, that there's there's some weaknesses to it. So beliefs are the one thing that can be changed. It should be part of our experience. A lot well. of folks yeah. go through this, and this is, you know, look at therapy, uh, you know, look at coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got to break down some of those barriers of what people believe in order to, to get a better understanding of the, the reality of a situation as opposed to what you believe the situation should be. Mm-hmm. So, Bill, I'm not quite sure why you pointed at me when you said look at therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, brought up, you brought up beliefs. We all I mean, we all therapy I've for been in therapy for a long time. I've been in therapy for a long time, and I, 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 I uh, support that. And, uh, I'm so just saying you whatever so you much, believe, you know? it's completely wrong. But, Peter, you're uh, talking about that. how, you know, the confirmation bias and things of that nature, and, again, just predisposed. Uh, one of my favorite things that I don't even know the group that does it, and somebody here may know it, but goes out, and the most recent one was they basically went to a bunch of people and laid out every piece of the tax plan before it was passed. And it was presented as if it was Obama's tax plan. <laughs> and when it was presented as Obama's tax plan, these people all loved it. And then, and then when they, and then when they go, oh, by the way, this is the Trump tax plan. They would, some of them had to go. Well, I guess it's okay then, but some of them would still fight it after that, and they'll say, "Well, it's no good then." But the point being was, if they would have been told it was Trump's tax plan, they would have hated it. But because they were told it was Obama's plan, they loved it. So they didn't. They weren't choice picking whether they liked it or disliked it based on the actual policy. They were basing it on who was presenting it. it absolutely, and uh, you're you're and exactly right. I've seen to that too. It well, it's even even goofy goofy things mm-hmm. um, 
such as... Uh, Are we talking about Disney now? <laughs> oh, boy, we could. Um, <laughs> next week's topic? Yeah, yeah next, next week's topic. Next week's topic. Disney. Is it the happiest place Washington on Earth? Goof, yeah. Goofy's but, a racist. <laughs> <laughs> sure he is. Yeah. Oh, no. He hates cats. He, Here we yeah, go. He hates okay, cats. that's next topic <laughs> for us next but, week. You know, and Goofy himself has a dog, Pluto. Yeah. So, so explain that. that one. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, hopefully Disney doesn't come and say, hey, we yeah, don't like what you're saying say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, wham, 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 Exactly. But um, when you look at these confirmation biases and these problems like that, or, or going out and telling people, this came from this, just yeah. to see what their reaction yeah. is, or are asking them something completely ridiculous and then they instantly want to make an opinion on it I think oh my gosh now I'm not going to remember which night show host does that Um, but they go out on the street street. they they make up something isn't that a water's world thing yeah yeah yeah, water's world thing or whatever yeah it's been done forever but they make something up and ask for an opinion on it and people will give an opinion on this completely fictitious Uh thing or an opinion on something that makes absolutely zero sense Mm -hmm. but is tied to a political name or a celebrity name. And And they say it with confidence. Like they really understand the subject matter. It doesn't matter that they not understand it. It, Pelosi's classic. you got to pass it to find out what's in it. Now, there isn't a person alive, I didn't think, that would... That would look at that statement as a wise thing to have said. Oh, there were, you know, but uh, but here she still is today, but, saying yeah. things equally as ridiculous. Oh, and mm-hmm. saying the same darn thing <laughs> yeah. over and over. Well, yeah. evidently, it's getting her reelected with she her is in constituency. She represents her constituency yeah. because, of course, she plays to her constituency, mm-hmm. sure. which is fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, From that's, that's what they believe in their district. Yeah. yeah. My district's a very, very different yeah, district. I, yes, it is. You know, and so, um, but to disrespect my district, I, I don't want to disrespect the people in her district. They have their opinions. They might be wrong, but no. <laughs> but they have their opinions. But certainly, mine are equally of value. I mean, they, it's just we're looking at things from a different cultural mm-hmm. perspective. California, where the district she's from, is extremely liberal. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that is not the case necessarily from the district I'm from. But should I be suppressed because? of a liberal agenda and be called names because of that, that's problematic to me. Well, yeah, like Hillary so just recently did her old, you know, latest uh, Why I Lost to her and Blame to her, and she was talking about how I want all of the progressive cities and the progressive areas, the places that are dynamic and this, and I basically lost all the hick, hick areas of the country. Right. She, she, she keeps burying yes. herself more. And oh, yeah. more. Yeah. Well, she was over in, what, New Zealand? I think that's And then talking been, yeah. to the, the new prime minister there. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's um, a lady I don't know much about her. I didn't read up. Yeah. I just saw the story where, okay, Hillary's bashing Americans yep. again and why she lost. And, and women only and vote for people based on what their husband yeah, tells them to on, do. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Is that how you vote? Wow. Yeah, that <laughs> I don't know too many no, women like that. They can't hear you when you roll but, your eyes. <laughs> let the table record that eye roll. Yeah, I mean, that's just and, and now, you know, I do want to leave. We've got, like, we're at, like, about a four-minute thing. I would like a hard stop at 945 this morning. Um, you 
So Denise's big quote is, oh, please, today. <laughs> if anything, it goes the other way. <laughs> Denise says, uh, yes. uh, one hour and one minute, oh, please. please. Yeah, with high roll. <laughs> with, uh, yeah, with high roll. With high roll, roll Denise rolls her eyes right. at the conversation but then, today. But at that same point, there's people that are going, oh, this is like a, a brain orgy, her, hearing her talk. I'm like, okay. Well, the talking about that Denise putting, here? No, no. No. Oh, okay. The, the fact that <laughs> no. she's putting, They may say that about her, too. I don't know. But they, there were people that one of the people that were interviewing her was talking about how she was saying but things like that. she's filling rooms with this. Yeah, I know. It's, that's people are coming weird. to see this. It's it just can't bizarre get enough of it. It keeps, mm-hmm. her, keeps her up in, in the front page. Yep. It keeps her I hope in, she stays in there. the minds keep of talking. people. It keeps her in keep power. You know, it's what is that? No press is bad press. Yeah. I want her to be there. I want Nancy Pelosi talking every day. I want uh, Hillary Clinton talking every day. I agree with you. We can't buy that kind of stuff. No, you can't. Because the people who are They should really start tweeting. They could take a lesson. (laughs) (laughs) You can't make this stuff up either. No, which is why so much of this on Twitter is so golden. Comedians can't come up with this stuff. I really, truly appreciate. Now, uh, by the way, I've only had civil tension on Twitter for what, maybe, maybe about a month now? And it's the followers are growing very organically, mm-hmm. and uh, we're up to a whopping, I think, 438 or something like that. But we've got people who are following civil tension who have 10,000, 40,000, 100,000, and more who are, and they're the ones who are sending out the retweets. Right. They're latching on to this and they're going, oh, this is worth and some of them have been completely on the left. Some of them are completely on the right. Um, I simply enjoy the fact that they're sharing this. And you know what? If um, if, if, I might even use the hashtag Marxist again, (laughs) because it it, it got retweeted so much, I... I hope that Hashtag because my I have husband makes me vote. Hashtag I roll. Peter, we've been doing uh, not just civil tension, but we've been having these conversations for years yes, at our coffee table, if you will. Correct. And you know the thing that I've enjoyed is that you know we've we have a diverse group now. Many of our group are much more conservative than you know the general population. Mm-hmm. And but what I've enjoyed about it is that regardless of where somebody sits politically, is that we've been able to have civil conversations mm-hmm. that we're we're all friends, regardless of what side of the aisle we would vote for, and that we've been able to do this without calling each other names. Okay. Now that's, well, that's I what I love about what we've done over the last several years and what. And I'm so so glad to hear you say that because that is actually what birthed this, the podcast, is as um, Friday mornings with Pete, as that has grown and uh, as that has grown and progressed, the fact that we can do exactly that, people come together and we've had a wonderfully diverse group. And again, it does lean. There is a leaning heavily toward more conservatism, conservatism in our group. Again, Um, but (laughs) the fact that we've had people come. One of my most favorite events at Friday morning was when we had Jeff and John, Doctor Jeff and and Minister John. Jeff tends to be much more liberal, and John, of course, is not. 
He's a conservative fellow, which is wonderful, and I love his conviction. Who's who's our reg, one of our regular co-hosts here that Ken's filling in for today? Um, they they were in verbally huge huge disagreement, and the barbs were flying, but it was f- fun and. It was going and going, and the barbs were there, and they were flying back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But in the end, Jeff and John stood up laughing, hugged it out, patted each other on the back, and walked out the door, friends. There's no reason we cannot do that. When you see that happen right in front of your face, when you see people who are from so completely different ideologies have an exchange... One learns from the other, the other learns from one. It, and I'm glad that you love that and you enjoy that because that's really what this is for. It's, it's what civil tension is for. It's what happens at Friday mornings. Well, I, I'm think, sorry, I think with Friday mornings, too, the rules are, you know, you can discuss things. You could be on one side versus the other, but there is no name-calling. There right. is no tearing down, or you're asked to leave the group. So they're also given the opportunity to do and say what they want without offending anybody. And well, I think that's why that our group, that group there, has worked so well. Well, well let's be clear. There have been people that have come and gone yeah. after just one or two sit-downs. <laughs> and they weren't group. asked to leave. No. 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 And, I they, have, and I think they, they were I, like, yeah. whoa. They I, them I, don't, I don't think we've ever asked anybody no, to I leave. No, we have. No, no, we no have one has ever come, come to me and said, hey, I'm... I, I need this person to go, or I'm really uncomfortable with this. They weed themselves out. Right yeah. now, again, then the rule you're talking about is respect the integrity exactly. of the conversation. That is the only rule of Friday mm-hmm. mornings with Pete. No right. one needs to get up and walk away unhappy, sad, upset, angry. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. And and you know we respect the beliefs and opinions of everybody, their individual ideologies. And, and whatever they believe is absolutely fine and dandy. The biggest safe space in the world is our country, the United States of mm-hmm. America. And our founding fathers made it so when they established the First Amendment. There's no safer space backed by a law. You know, our Constitution is a legal document. It's not a living, breathing suggestion of a memo. It's an actual legal document. The law is we have the First Amendment. And I, I love when people come and express those ideas. And that's exactly what this podcast is for, Civil Tension. And it's so cool that this is a small group, but it's what Friday Mornings with Pete actually started out as. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, we, we, we like having the Second Amendment to help. You know, kind of back up that. There's a reason it's number two. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it comes right behind the first because if you don't have the second, you don't have the first. <coughs> right, and it's that simple. People may not like hearing that, but it's the truth. If you want to take away the Second Amendment, you can expect the first to disappear <laughs> shortly thereafter, mm-hmm. and and that is no joke. It, it will happen. Is there anything anybody else would like to add? We're coming up on, and I'll edit out a ton that's beginning, but I know we're <laughs> just a little, we're at 949. I'd like to throw out an appeal. Uh, what we need is better, to, for this group to accomplish its mission better than it is. Not that we're not doing good, but I want to do better. 
And the way to do that is get some more representation that's a little bit less dissenting voices. along the lines of the rest of us, right? What I'm looking for is an intellectually honest, relatively liberal person who does their homework, you know? And uh, there, there are there are, are people there. out there that I respect very much. I just haven't got them to this meeting yet. Um, but I think if we all uh, make that an objective, it would it would help what we're doing. Yep. Now, anybody you would like to invite to this, or invite yourselves if you're listening, or, or yeah, invite yeah. yourselves. I actually put I actually put this out as an event on Facebook every week, usually a day or two before it happens. And I let everybody know we record at Cafe 31 North here in McHenry. I don't usually plug them. They don't sponsor this, but they are gracious enough to give us a table after Friday mornings with Pete. We've been holding this here for uh, just right out a year now um, here at, at uh, this place. After we migrated, we looked at for other places, but we migrated from a conscious cup and uh, Crystal Lake. Who's Which coffee. was too small. <laughs> <laughs> well, too small, too loud. Boy, the we really missed their grow. coffee, though. Right. Oh, their coffee is... I st- ever great now, once in a while, while I am in Crystal Lake, uh, I still get a cup of conscious cup coffee. It's just the best. Um, but, you know, Bernice and her staff here have been very gracious in, in hosting us every Friday morning for coffee, Friday mornings with Pete, and they very kindly give us a table after to record it, so I appreciate that. But um, please invite anyone you would like or invite yourselves if you're in the McHenry, Illinois area and would like to sit in and you have a different opinion and you'd like to voice that uh, in a civil manner. You don't have to be politically correct. You don't even have to be polite. But, you know, if you can do it without name calling and yelling and screaming and picking up chairs and bashing people over the back of the head, we are not uh, the WWE uh, is that what it's still called? I don't know. I haven't watched wrestling since I was a kid. Well, and just remember, no matter how much you think you're right, you're not. Exactly. <laughs> no matter how much you think True. you're right, you're not. True. It goes for all of us sitting here. Yep. And we and we promise if you're out there and you invite yourself to this meeting, we promise to behave ourselves. You will not regret coming. It's uh, This is a very, very fun thing, and I think it would be uh, a, a great idea uh, sometimes to come in a little bit on the other side. John Guanci is famous for this, right? He represents the other side very, very well. He enjoys that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> then he's, he's got to go to therapy after. <laughs> <laughs> but he, has, he actually is pretty good about debating the other side. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining me for number 18. I appreciate it. Give yourselves a thank smattering. You, All right. Have a wonderful weekend, guys. You too. All righty. And happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah.